be on the dugout. Lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Put you on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan. Do it for your city, true ballers understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play. Be on the dugout. Lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Put you on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the base. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Well, kia ora and a pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be listening into from. This is Beyond the Dugout, it's July the 16th, episode 14, great to have you along for this one. I'm Jason Gubies, aka Chopper, and with me, you have a squeezy sneezy-able, sensible anyway, it's Damien Collins. Well, that's one thing I've never been called, sensible. Appreciate it, brother. How are you doing this week? Kia ora, everyone. Because I've seen you sneeze, man. The snot that comes out of that nose. It's a hay fever, man. Oh. It's a hay fever. Yeah. It's summer tournaments. Hay fever and summer, eh? Softball. Not not great. You could put out a small fire with that nose. Yeah, well, it is what it is. It's the fire with the beard as well. So, yeah. Where are we going with this? (laughs) 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 Love it. Fantastic. Man, last week, the Anokas, how good. Where were they? Oh, it's great. It was great to have the have the three boys in the 09 a few few weeks ago on the podcast and uh finally sit down and get it get it out to the masses. We've been sitting on it for a few weeks. So um no, it was good to finally release it and and um yeah, hope hope the boys are still talking to us um after they come back from the States. Oh, I'm sure they are, man. <laughs> and uh we know we can continue to watch the ICC tournament schedule as we get towards their uh, pinnacle of the tournament and uh, we know that Thomas will be heading over soon to play for Kitchener yep. uh, so against his, um, Ben and Campbell uh, for the season and as, as more Kiwis a lot of Kiwis are heading over this season so good to see Daniel Chapman will be playing with uh, Thomas Inoka at Kitchener as well mm. uh, this year and I think maybe Tyrone Bartarello but yeah a, a bunch of, of the Sox are going over to the States this year Awesome, awesome to have. Um, awesome to have the boys being able to go out and and do it again. You know, because it's been a strange old 12, 18 months. So um, the the fact that the boys are able to go out and do it, uh, you know, represent them, get their get that money, and um, play some ball was um, yeah, awesome. And uh, please don't bring back any bugs or anything. That'd be appreciated. <laughs> Well, best of luck to Fiji. They'll be taking on uh, the All Blacks tomorrow, 7 o'clock. That'll be in Waikato all this time. Of course, that's a double header. It'll be the World Cup qualification matchup between Tonga and Samoa. That's a big match for those two teams mm. who can get to the World Cup. So uh, best of luck for them. It should be a big night in, in Hamilton. If, if last weekend's games were anything to go by, mate, they were massive. So, I mean, you know, the second time out is, is always good. Um, they learn each other and, and feel each other out. So the second encounter is always, always an epic one. Run with your head down. That's my tip. That's it. Head uh, down, run straight. Run Protect straight. the ball. One time. Protect the ball. Talking about that, running straight, my youngster, Jackson. His under twelves league team. Yeah, tell you what, man, he's got to be the smallest in the team this year. He just hasn't had under twelves. Hasn't had a spurt. Yeah, how was Jackson? He's like, Dad, I'm going to run it straight today. I'm like, shot, son, shot. Your dad can't. You can. How was Jacko again? Eleven. Why do I look at him like he's like six or something? He's just 
Little and cute. I just told you he's the smallest in team. Yeah. <laughs> but he's the fastest. We love you, Jacko. Too, man. Love you, mate. Yeah, hard out. I mean, he has to. I just choose to. <laughs> Not in a weird way. Don't be weird. Got him coming down <laughs> in a couple of weeks. School holiday. Yes, dog sitter. So he'll be here for one of the uh, episodes there. We might get him in the pod. Well, he's already made his debut. Yeah. So, yeah. No, um, I, I can hear my dog's already excited that he's coming over. Talk about excited, bro. How are you feeling with this build-up to the Olympics? It's close now. So close. Um, at the t- what's our times difference? It's pretty similar, right? Yeah, so we can watch it in the day. Yeah. So, so what I remember from my childhood is, is Dad and I used to set up a tent in the lounge, and because not a lot of them were just stupid times, you know. And if you wanted to see our guys, you'd get up at stupid o'clock in the morning and and do it, just like a few of our softball tournaments that we've watched over the years. So yeah, no, it's going to be good to be able to watch this and. And get some kip during the during the Olympics this time instead of getting to the end of end of a few weeks just ragged because you've watched everything and and once I get into it yeah I'm terrible I just watch everything looking forward to the seven sides yes some real chance there for a medal of course yes uh, well I mean yeah go 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 all back sevens yeah hard and well would have been good if they picked some speed though yeah just okay. saying <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, go on. Lisa Carrington, she's my baby. A man are hoping um, Valerie can do it just one more time. Dame Valerie. Come on, mate. Yeah, of course. Put some respect on that. Sister Dame Valerie. Sister Dame Valerie. Yes, man, absolutely. Be something and Liz Hope isn't going to rob her of a gold and that podium finish this time as well. I'm gonna leave that one. I'm gonna leave that one there because you already. Know. You remember the dude, the lady? Dude. I mean, the lady last time. Change, yeah. change the subject. You've you've seen our weightlifting team. Well, okay. Change the subject. Yeah, don't agree yeah. with that either. No, really. no, no one does. Equality. Anyway, uh, equality. equality. Yes, they call that indeed. Um, just before we get on to the, this week's guests, of course, around the Olympics, that's why I'm so excited. Mm. Uh, remember, coming up soon is the Sopple New Zealand Awards uh, dinner. Of course. Uh, on the, I've got uh, it on the wall. Yeah, on the 20th, on the MC. 28th of August. Yes. And if you want to get your tickets, they are for sale now. Contact Sopple New Zealand. Book yourself a table. Book yourself a seat. Come along. It's going to be a fantastic showcase of our great game of softball that evening in Wellington here. Absolutely. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. But people as well, you've got to use your voices. This is an awards um, that is voted by the people. Nominate your people. If they miss out, it's because you didn't nominate them. So get your nominations in. Um, Those characters that you've got in your club that do all the work, um, that don't get the praise, this is your time to speak for them uh, because they're probably not going to. So get your nominations in before they're... um, awards coming up in august it's going to be a good night well the biggest prize there is is the olympics my friend and we have one of our own going oh yeah softball mark porteous from north harbour man oh boy we're, we're having to do this one by zoom because he's flying out tomorrow it's busy it's busy he's got things to do he flies out for tokyo tomorrow yeah. and uh luckily we were able to grab him a couple of days earlier to uh um to grab the recording for this one because he's been so busy with all those COVID tests and stuff that he's got to get done. And fitting in all those last last lifetime uh, trips away. I mean, yeah. um, you know, just, just the, the trips away. He's been busy lately. But he's been preparing, man. He's been putting, oh, the, yes. he's been putting in the yards. And you were like, well, what does an umpire have to do? Mate, he's got to go. He's gym. He's at the gym five times a week. 
yeah. become mentally tough, yeah. physically strong, so that when he's out there on the diamond, fatigue doesn't set in it to impair his judgment. He's very clever like that. He's been studying. They've got online clinics and stuff, oh. and uh, he's doing everything possible to be ready to go as soon as he gets off the plane in Japan. Oh, I know Mark would probably, Porty, would probably know that, uh, you know, Sopo rule book front to front to back, but that now be the time where he's any downtime will just be critiquing any li- any little thing, any anything he's a bit fuzzy about, just making sure he's on top of it. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a big, big, uh, big stage that he's going up to, but I'm sure as we're going to find out, Porty's ready for it. From Huntley to the Olympics. Decker's sign. Wow. 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 It's Mark Porteous. Let's go. Down of balls, two strikes. Not the guy you want to be at the mercy of. And down he goes. Caught watching the paint dry one more time. Another K for the big guy. Garland. And the Aussies roll on here as nothing doing again for Guatemala and Chopper. This is just straight heat. With a hoo-ha from Mark Porteous behind the dish there. Tells the story. You better start lifting weights, Mark Porteous, because I think he's going to be doing that hoo-ha a few more times. Nine outs through three innings. All of them strikeouts. Well, I was I was gonna jump to Porty's rescue, of course, and don't worry about his workout regime. Okay, he'll handle that himself. As you can see, a, a fit young man, as he'll take his position behind the dish there. I'm sure, he'll appreciate us <laughs> having all those nice things to say about him. Well, you can say what you like about Mark Porteous. He's smiling from ear to ear. He'll be heading away to Tokyo for the Olympics. Appointed. One of the umpires hitting away to that one, of course. Well, with 149 games nationally, 95 games internationally, and five World Cups to his title. He is the three-time umpire of the year and the 2020 softball of the year. It is Mark Porteous, the umpire from New Zealand, joining us here on Beyond the Dugout. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Chopper. Thank you very much for, for having me. Uh, it's a, I've been listening to all of the podcasts so far, and it's a, it's a real honour and privilege to be uh, um, be able to uh, tell my story uh, amongst all of all of their um, these legends of the game so that you've spoken to so far. So thank you for having me along. Uh, it's our complete privilege, uh, Porty. It's fantastic. Both Damon and I were super excited with the lead-up into uh, the Olympics with you being the only representative from softball heading over to Tokyo this year and, of course, umpiring. We're so proud of you and just so so thankful for you to take just a little bit of time here with us. Uh, Porty, if we, if we start from the beginning, but uh, nor here queer, what's your genealogy? Where are you from? Okay, I was uh, born and bred in, in Huntley in the Waikato. Um, I uh, started uh, uh, very early as in softball. I um, uh, went away uh, to my first national tournament with my parents at three weeks of age. 
down to the uh, Dunedin of all places. Uh, my dad uh, was a player for the Waikato, uh, Waikato team, uh, took me down there. Um, so I was uh, always going to be involved in, in softball right from a very young age. Um, I uh, played, uh, obviously, at, at school and, and things like that, uh, um, but started playing as um, a premier player um, at about the age of 15 uh, down there. And that was the days uh, in the Waikato when um, Hurlihy, uh, Kevin Hurlihy first arrived. Uh, so uh, they were a, a formidable uh, team uh, at the time. And uh, and I learned a lot from um, those players, Carl Mossman, Bruce McIntosh, uh, Kevin Hill here, etc. Oh. So uh, uh, I had my first nationals as a player with Waikato as uh, Palms North of all places, uh, Calhoun Park. So going back there recently uh, brought back some memories. Um, uh, that was in 1979. Uh, so uh, uh, that's where I started out. Oh, fantastic. What a great uh, story. Damon, he talks about a couple of legends there, doesn't he? Mm, From the Waikato, Mossman, of course, Hurley. He, dude, you say those names easy, but what was it like to actually play against those two chaps? <laughs> it was never much fun playing against Hurley. Um, uh, I can tell you, although uh, yeah, I think he dialed things back down a little bit uh, in the local competition, but uh, um, Cambridge Blue Streaks, as they were in those days, that uh, that he pitched for, uh, were a formidable team. Uh, they were national champs, uh, uh, I think, in 1980 uh, with him. And the and the thing with Hurley, he was uh, at those times was always just get me a run, and and that's all all I need. So, uh, but uh, we we gave him a run for for his money uh, back in the day. Um, and uh, and I think I got my fair share of hits off him um, uh, as well, even as a youngster. Oh, fantastic. Dude, if we roll it back, so you were born in Huntley. Yeah. Your, your first club you played for, was that based in Huntley? It was based in Huntley, yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad, uh, who um, uh, was... Uh, had played a lot of his early days in uh, in the Auckland competition. Um, he was a uh, uh, he started out at uh, clubs like Eden and, and Bears, and and was one of the the only players who ever made the um, uh, Auckland team from a second division side uh, because the competition needed uh, some teams. So they he and another a friend of his um, uh, Don Brewer went and, and formed. Uh, the Bears club uh, played second division, had to play their way up, yeah. uh, but both made the Auckland team. Um, and uh, so uh, Dad, Seth Porteous, um, was a legend of the game in, in Auckland, literally. He um, uh, is um, uh, on team photos uh, around a number of clubs in the Auckland area. Uh, and but then for his uh, work, he was he was an accountant and, and an AA um, uh, agent, and he moved uh, with family uh, to Huntley and and basically started up uh, the softball club uh, there. Um, uh, he uh, and my brother and myself uh, played played for Huntley yeah. uh, for for many years. Um, uh, when the power station was uh, arrived in Huntley, one of the one of the things they had to do, of course, was to build a few sports facilities. So, at that time, they they built a, a really nice um, 
club rooms and softball diamond wow. uh, over in Huntley West. Gotcha. Um, I don't think it's still there, unfortunately. But so uh, this was over on, uh, the, on the power station side of the river. On the power station side um, uh, there, but uh, by the rugby club um, in Huntley. If you've ever been uh, been there, but uh, yeah, so um, I played played uh, all of my early softball in the in the Waikato. Left uh, left high school and uh, started out work at the the National Bank in, in Huntley, um, and then transferred to uh, Auckland uh, in the early eighties um, uh, with with my job. And actually, my first uh, season uh, in Auckland, I played with the uh, the Ramblers Club uh, for a, for a short period of time. In, in the days with uh, when Steve Jackson, Brett McKenzie. Uh, Etc. were um, all, all playing there, Warwick Roger uh, and so forth. Um, but uh, unfortunately, wasn't really um, uh, making the the premier side uh, at the time. So I decided to to move back and and play the second half of the season uh, back in in Huntley. Then I chose to uh, uh, take a season off and, and go across to uh, play in, in Prescott, Arizona, yeah, uh, yeah, a place I, a place I where a, quite a few Kiwis uh, in those days uh, went and played. And, and in fact, whilst we were over there, we established, um, we all played on separate teams, but we established a, a tournament travel team, uh, which had about seven Kiwis yeah. uh, on it. And we travelled around and played tournaments in uh, New Mexico and, and so forth. Uh, ironically, um, when I was over there, I actually met my wife. Um, uh, she was, uh, she's a New Zealander. Yeah. Um, she whoa, was, whoa, whoa, whoa. uh, in Tempe, Arizona as a, uh, an exchange student. And as, as luck would have it, the, um, uh, whilst, uh, we were playing there, they had the under 19 national boys tournament, um, in Prescott. And, uh, so, uh, Karen and a number of her friends from uh, near Phoenix all came up uh, uh, to, to scout boys, I think. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and anyway, um, uh, word got round there were a number of Kiwis there, and and uh, we were happening to have a, 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 a roast lamb dinner that weekend with all the trimmings from uh, New Zealand with marmite sandwiches and, and mint sauce and so forth. So we invited uh, Karen and a, and a couple of her friends along, and um, and. Uh, and uh, so um, that was where I first met her. Um, she was continuing to stay in in the in the states. Um, I was leaving shortly thereafter. Uh, came back home, um, uh, visited her folks, and and when Karen arrived back uh, a year later, I um, met up with her again. And the rest, as they say, is history. So. That's it. <laughs> Through, through An that. interesting story. How, how, <laughs> so how, softball, I met my wife through softball. <laughs> in a different country. Yeah, but wait a minute. He met his In a wife, different country. Yeah, through softball, Kiwi in the Kiwi. United States, Classic. and sealed the deal with a roast dinner. Yeah. yeah it's Kiwi ass, mate. It's Kiwi ass. Yeah. And she was from Glenfield. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's that's outstanding. And and uh, and and so then after that, when you came back, uh, it was uh, 1984 when you made the move to North Harbour. It was called North Shore at the time. That's right. Yeah. No. Uh, unfortunately, when I when I did get back, I I had a. Uh, uh, an accident which uh, resulted in a badly broken leg. So spent the, a season basically 
doing nothing except watching softball. Um, and uh, then I um, uh, uh, integrated into uh, North Shore. Uh, my first club was Glenfield. Uh, played for the North Shore team in the old green and white uniforms. Uh, went away to uh, nationals uh, with, with them. Um, but then uh, transferred to uh, Northcote the following year um, and stayed with Northcote uh, in, a, in a playing coaching uh, administrative capacity for probably the next uh, 25 odd years. Oh, fantastic. Mate, Mate, uh, with your time at, at the North Shore and in Northcote, of, of course, for such a long period of time, who were some of the people, uh, players or coaches that were instrumental in your development as a player at the time? And I've got a second question to this. I heard you're a hothead. Who gave you the temper? Yeah. <laughs> Well, those those were the days that um, uh, we actually brought a lot of players across from the states, um, uh, generally pitchers and, and so forth. But but players that I played with uh, at um, at Northcote um, uh, were uh, Brent Freeman, of course, Beach. Yeah. Um, I played there, uh, Mark Callan um, and uh, uh, Kyle Coker. Um, uh, played uh, with us at the time, and uh, and of course later on in the piece, and and um, uh, Brad Rona uh, joined us. Um, he was he was just starting out as I was um, ending my career at um, uh, at Northcote. You know, I, I remember when you when you had the podcast with him quite clearly the story he told about uh, uh, the Nationals uh, in Nelson, where yeah. he was very sick, and and but he. Came off the uh, the bench a couple of times and smashed home runs against us, um, and I think that's what uh, made sure that uh, Dave Dave Boswell and Don Freeman uh, went out and, and secured his services um, as well. Um, you know, uh, early on in those days, uh, management uh, of the team uh, was the late great Don Freeman yeah. um, and uh, Dean Schick early on in the piece uh, as well. And uh, of course, um, Dave Boswell, um, who you know well, uh, was a manager of the team for uh, a long period of time. Oh, fantastic! But looking back across your playing career, uh, even from the juniors all the way up to Premier Ball for uh, for Northgate and North Harbour, mate, what would be uh, if you could isolate a, a highlight of your playing career? Well, unfortunately, there weren't too many. Um, we were we were a reasonable sort of team. Yeah. We we um, uh, we played solidly. We'd go to the, the tournaments. We'd you know we'd end up um, you know sort of around the playoffs uh, sometimes. Uh, you know, probably one of the highlights was was a was a, a brother Patrick final. Yeah, and uh, I remember quite clearly saying to uh, to Dean Rice at one point, <laughs> I says. Uh, we're, we're not normally here at this time. We're normally in the beer tent um, uh, watching this game. Um, but uh, uh, we won a Doreen Dalton down in, down in the hut uh, one year. Uh, that was that was uh, a huge achievement. Um, but uh, no, there weren't, there weren't too many major highlights. Um, it used to be that, of course, at North Harbour in those days, Dorori with the with the big guns, um, and uh, our games against them were, you know, we tried to to uh, sneak one or two games off them a season, and that that was um, uh, a big deal for us when they were bringing out the likes of Zach and Nobby and and uh, and so forth. Dave Berridge was pitching for them as well. Oh, cool, uh, Dave! Of course, in in those days, yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Dave's Dave's great pitcher, man, and uh, I've been playing against him in Australia. Mm. Drop good drop ball pitcher. He was uh, fantastic to be in, be involved with. A good bloke, yes. uh, a good bloke as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, obviously, uh, a big part of your life has been umpiring, and and so you know, tell us uh, whereabouts did umpiring first interest you? Well, I think it it, it kind of started out a little bit when when uh, uh, I was overseas. Um, because one of the things you you're doing as a as a player over there, you're not allowed to work, so you do whatever you can to to earn a few bob. Yeah. And um, and one easy way is is uh, the local leagues will always let you umpire, and and of course they it's actually not bad money yeah. over there. So I, I got my first taste of of umpiring uh, in Prescott. Um, they said, oh look, can you go out and do this slow pitch game? And I said, okay, I don't really know too much about slow pitch, but. Um, I'll get out there. So, oh, no, don't don't worry. You'll be fine. It's you know relatively simple. And and we get down there, and the and the two teams are uh, are called uh, the Chino Valley Tomatoes and the Excitable Girls. <laughs> and, uh, and and they were playing off for first place in the in the local league, and it, it was very serious. Um, and that was a lot of fun, um, uh, of course. And then. Um, Again, in, in uh, I played a later season in Vancouver, uh, and the same the same thing. You know, we go out and we'd play our uh, A League games, and then we'd we'd go and umpire of, um, some B League games um, on a on a Sunday, um, and you could pull you know 100, 150 bucks uh, for doing a, a day of games, um, which which helped with the um, the spending. Uh, during the uh, the rest of the time when you couldn't do real work, so that's probably what what started me out. Um, when you say spending, Porty, do you mean bar tab? <laughs> Occasionally, okay. <laughs> Just so we quantify this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and then then of course late later in my career, and when when my my girls um, uh, started to play t ball and things. Uh, as you know, as a as a softball coach in the in the t ball ranks, there's often not someone there to umpire. So, so I was sort of doing um, uh, my kids uh, t ball and and you know under thirteen games and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, and it sort of grew from there. And then I when I gave up playing and and well, let's face it, I was I was never a, a very good player, um, but I really loved. Uh, uh, the, the game and I, I wasn't ready to get into the social scene I didn't want to, to, to go to the, the divvies and, and the beer leagues and stuff like that and I, I felt I just wanted to uh, to keep on um, uh, uh, hanging around so to speak the uh, the top uh, echelon of, of the sport and and so I I carried on and, and, and started umpiring um uh, and well, helping out mostly uh, uh, just on basis to start with, and um, uh, was enjoying that. Of course, we weren't getting paid at that point, and certainly not in in, uh, in the local competition. But uh, and it just it it kind of just grew a little bit from there, and 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 then one one weekend, uh, Bill Smith um, uh, said to me, "We've got the." National League, as it was, uh, the equivalent of the NFC, uh, which was played on a on a weekly basis in those days. Yeah. We've got a round of it that's uh, being yeah. played out at uh, Narana Park um, and tomorrow. And, and could you come out and, and help us out? 
and so uh, I went out uh, out to Narana, um, just in women's games, um, just on bases. But you know the 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 increase in level suddenly uh, piqued my interest, and uh, I looked at it and thought, oh, this is this is something I think um, I'd like to to get more and in, involved with. And so having Bill there and Michael Smith um, in the local association, you know, they gave me some opportunities to to start to to move up. Um, uh, in those, in the ranks, and it wasn't easy. I bet it. I bet uh, it wasn't easy. I get a question about this because everyone's got their own style, right? And umpiring, and I'm going to play a video for you uh, uh, in a second here of uh, your signature move uh, as as you ring someone up. So let's take a, take a look at this uh, video and um, and let's let's see. You can explain to us afterwards, you know, how you how you think a personality fits into the game and, and what is your personality in the game. You make there clipping the corner. You don't have to have the whole ball over the strike zone, over the plate. It's just going to graze an edge of it for it to be called a strike. 3-2, and turn that K the other way, and... So, buddy, looks like you're weightlifting there or something. What's going on? The hoo-ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, part of, part of it's actually a timing mechanism. Um, uh, the the step the stepping back is is uh, is you before you actually ringing them up. You want to make sure nothing has happened, like the ball gets dropped or anything like that. So you'll you'll get the 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 noise from me, um, and then the little the little step back, and and then the the hand gesture um, uh, when I am confident that I've got everything in front of me and and nothing weird has happened. Um, it's you'll see that a lot of umpires have different um, techniques, different approaches. One important thing that um, Bob Stanton, um, uh, who's the world chief umpire, yes. um, has always uh, stressed is, is something called the C zone. And he wants your hands where everyone can see them. Um, and, and so that's, that's why I like to get uh, uh, my, my hands up high so that everyone, uh, players, coaches, spectators, uh, etc., can see what is going on. Um, uh, so uh, uh, that's that's the that's the point of that exercise. Uh, and it, yes, I, I know that uh, there are a lot of different ones, but uh, <laughs> we do like to to make sure that everyone can see what's going on. Well, I tell you what, buddy, we can all see what's going on. And I tell you, if you get struck out, Damien, which happens. Yep. Yeah, not that don't be the third strikeout when Portie's on the plate, man, because you get that on the way to the dugout. Who, ha, and you're like, busted. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, dude, dude, you started umpiring properly, uh, I think it was 2006, and you climbed yep. the ranks really fast uh, in the national scene, um, going all the way to only uh, five years later in 2011, becoming fully qualified at the international level. Dude, w w there must be a lot of building blocks in the story about how you were able to progress uh, through through the domestic uh, levels first and then to get to the to the ultimate. Yeah, I think it was uh, identified early on that that because of my experience as a player at the at the level of play that I was involved with, and as I say, I was 
um, I was playing for North Harbour. I was uh, I was going to national tournaments and, and things like that. So I, I was playing at a, a reasonably high level yeah. and seeing a lot of what goes on in the game. Um, and uh, I think it was identified early on in the piece that that because of that experience that I there were there were certain elements of of the the process that that I could think about um, in the game that perhaps someone without that experience um, uh, could. It's you know it's an understanding sometimes of of where the expectation of the play um, is going to be, and and you know good umpires like like good players are thinking in advance. You know. It, not so much if the ball is hit to me, but if the ball is hit to to this position, where am I going to go? Um, and and knowing that the mechanics uh, and your experience um, uh, will help you, uh, knowing things about certain players, um, you know where they where they play is is the outfield shallow? Is the outfield deep? Um, are they shading someone to a certain way, and and that might move you as as a base umpire might move you into different positions. Yeah. Um, uh, and and whilst we have a you know a set um, uh, mechanics that we uh, endeavour to apply, uh, there's always going to be occasions where um, the dynamics of the game take us somewhere else. And and I think my experience um, was able to. Uh, accelerate some of that process and so I managed to get through the levels uh, far more quickly than than you know possibly most and and sometimes to my detriment because um, you know the the most important thing an umpire can have is experience and uh, it took a while uh, for me after I got my qualification to actually gain some of that experience um, that some umpires have by just being um, doing games after games after games. So, gotcha. but I, and I, you know, I, I think I also had a, a, a fantastic um, support network uh, amongst my colleagues uh, at the higher end. Um, I think they they helped me out. Um, I, I've already mentioned Bill Smith, but but probably one of the uh, uh, the primary uh, mentors that I've I've had has been Wayne Saunders Ginge, um, uh, who was the uh, chief umpire in New Zealand at the time, and and he certainly helped me to um, uh, to to progress. And you know, it took a lot of work. I think I think my first umpire's exam. I, I thought I thought as a player, I knew I knew all the rules. I think my first uh, uh, umpire's exam, I got about seventy or something like that, and so that that uh, really brought me down to earth. And, well, and, well uh, seventy out of what? A hundred. <laughs> That's a B pass, buddy. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so that that got me. You know, okay, I've got to I've got to really study here, and and um, and got stuck into the into the rule book, and um, and, and now and and. Um, and, and really worked on that. Really worked on the on the uh, uh, the mechanics. Uh, worked on fitness and uh, and things like that. Um, I can assure you that as a as an umpire now, I'm I'm, I'm fitter than I ever was as a as a player. Uh, but uh, uh, it was it was those sorts of things that that motivated me to to progress quickly through um, uh, to international uh, status. Honesty, forty. Would you get a hundred now? 
Um, I have not got I, – I, I think I got 100 a couple of seasons back. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> not always. None of us are perfect. Lisa's least honest. Portia, I'll give you a tip. <laughs> you, know, you know, it catches you right down on your glove, you know, what the weaknesses of each batter is. Just write the answers on your forearm. It works every time. Got me through school, see, just saying. Uh, dude, I, <laughs> I had a chance to catch up with um, uh, with uh, umpire uh, Wayne Saunders uh, today, mate, and he says this about you. Uh, look, he shared uh, the importance of preparation uh, before you head away to Tokyo, especially with the heat and humidity, and, of course, what a great experience the Olympics will be for you. He said, Portie, you are a, a very good judgment. You have very good judgment and the ability to step up so you should do you well. Uh, he'd also like to take the opportunity to wish uh, you, Bob Stanton, and the crew all the very best in a successful tournament, in particular, Kira Cox uh, from Australia and yourself representing Oceania. So uh, keep up the good work and uh, a good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne's a great motivator, um, and uh, of course he was um, uh, at the uh, Olympics in 2004, um, uh, um, and um, so to emulate uh, that um, is, is a great honour for me. Um, you know, having worked under Wayne for a, a, a number of world championships. Uh, and that, but he's he's been a, a huge influence in in, um, uh, in my umpiring career. Uh, Paddy, domestically uh, in the umpiring uh, circles, if you're wanting to become an umpire, what what would be your advice uh, to somebody wanting to take up that that part of the game? First of all, do it. Uh, <laughs> and get out there. We've we've started. We've established um, uh, something in, in Auckland and North Harbour um, over the past couple of seasons, and and we need to to move it further afield. And it's called the Orange Shirt Program, yeah. and it's a it's a it's a non threatening way of, of of starting to come into the umpiring um, uh, ranks. It's it's designed for uh, parents. Uh, Caregivers, uh, siblings, and so forth, to get out and help help their uh, their kids, uh, you know, on, on their Saturday morning games. You know, we give them the support. We give we've, we we give them some uh, tips around the very basics of of, of softball. Uh, excuse me, things like this, the the strike zone. Safe outs, balls, uh, ball strike, safe outs, fair and foul, and and. Tell them not to worry about all of all of the other um, rules uh, in the game. You know that we we do have, and, and we have some some fairly interesting rules um, in softball. But if they can get those basics right, and then they start to enjoy it, um, uh, then we'll be able to uh, progress them further, and, and we will. Uh, we run them through uh, level workbooks, which work progressively um, towards things, and then we move them into um, uh, beyond the local competition to to go into ways some uh, national um, or regional type tournaments, and and that's that's where the fun really starts uh, to happen for an umpire uh, once they start to to get on that national program. Um, it's 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 one of the things, Chopper. I know you as a, as a player, um, you know, you're going away to a tournament. Uh, the things you do at a at a tournament, um, uh, you know, getting away with your mates, uh, you know, the, the the whole thing of of um, 
uh, getting together, talking about games and so forth. It's exactly the same with the umpires. We do that. I don't know uh, what you're talking about, Woody. I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm in bed by nine o'clock. I've read yeah, my notes yeah, on the game yeah. for the next day. We arrive. And... We arrive at the, the motel room, fight over the over the double bed, yeah. and uh, and uh, that was one of my motivations to become an international umpire because the uh, the the international guys do get the double bed uh, when they go away to tournaments. So, uh, but you know, and and the the camaraderie in that uh, tournament environment is 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 second to none, and, and it's as I say, it's exactly like um, uh, the teams. You know, we talk about uh, the game that day, what we did, uh, what we could have done better, what we might have done wrong, um, uh, just as as uh, hitters and pitchers and, and fielders do. Uh, so uh, it's uh, a, a great a group. We're expanding at the moment, um, which is which is a good sign. We've always had a, a, a problem with with our umpires in, in the past, and that unfortunately our players tend to to rag on them a little bit. And you know, you mentioned before I was a hothead. Well, yeah, I was. I was one of the worst hotheads um, uh, around, and and uh, I was I was. <laughs> I see. You know, I'm gonna toss the odd helmet, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. But uh, but you know, uh, the game has changed uh, a bit since then um, as as well. And 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 I think the way we are now communicating uh, with the players has uh, improved dramatically. Um, and I, I think it's a it's a matter of trying to understand each other. Um, when we are uh, dealing with um, with the game, umpires love the game as much as, if not more than, uh, the, the the players, because uh, we probably don't have to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so it's uh, uh, you know we're all volunteers, uh, and uh, we really like um, what we do on a on a Saturday afternoon, or or when we head away to um, uh, to the tournaments. Well, I tell you, I obviously from my playing career, I come from a catcher's uh, catching position, so I got to spend a lot of time and build relationship with umpires. So that was that was always good. Sometimes you know frustrating, but but more most ninety percent of the time, to be honest with you, was always rewarding to get to know umpires on on a one to one basis, and then and being able to work with them. I've since found out since I retired, um, and especially getting into broadcasting and things, um, how, how good it is to spend some time with the umpires and, uh, and, and, and how welcoming you guys are, which has been really good. I've spent a couple of those debrief meetings with your umpires in the afternoon after the tournament is finished on a day, and I can tell you that those debriefs, Damien, can sometimes be long and lengthy. I bet, I bet. <laughs> I can remember a particular one with you, you and Lance, uh, TK and myself. Um, uh, we discussed uh, the tournament uh, at length. We sure did. We sure. <laughs> <laughs> we sure did. We sure did. I tell you what, I got, yeah. I got, we were going to get to international, but I'll just touch on the story quickly. I got a good one, Damien. Uh, we were in Shanghai, uh, and um, uh, Porty and uh, TK, Tony Kayaduna, were officiating uh, at the Asia Pacific Olympic qualifier, right? Correct. Uh, and now, Porty will vouch for this. We stayed in this hotel, uh, a Sheraton or something like that, but it was like basically brand new. Everything looked identical, right? Everywhere looked identical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so 
we'd, we'd come home from a day's play at the ballpark and um, I had my briefcase and I was walking up to my room, uh, went up the elevator to my floor uh, and then went to my room and then I put my swipe card on the door and it wouldn't bloody work. And I'm like, am I the wrong door? And I'm like, no, no, I'm just the number, whatever it was. Just checked it. Prack. All right, it must be, I maybe I erased the card. So I'll just head down to reception and get a new card, right? And, um, and so I left my briefcase there by the door and then I go down to reception and they say, oh, yep, no, and they give me a new card. And then I go back to my room, right? Opens the door. I go in, I'm like, wait a minute, where's my briefcase? Couldn't see my briefcase anywhere, man. I'm like, I left it just out front. And I thought, ah, he was talking about Lance. Lance one was uh, yeah, the commentator with us on the crew uh, for that trip. And I thought, ah, maybe he's taking it and hidden in his room or something as a prank. Uh, anyway, long story short, man, I thought someone stole my briefcase. I went down to reception and I was complaining. I was like, you guys got to find it. I know you've got 101 cameras in this place, right? It's China, right? There's cameras everywhere. And... Um, <coughs> I'd actually, instead of going to my floor, like the third floor, I'd gone to the fourth floor and the rooms were identical, man. I was outside someone else's door. Guess whose door I was outside? TK, Tony Kairuna's door. <laughs> so the whole time my briefcase was outside his room and I saw TK at this debrief later on that night and um, uh, it was in Portie's room. He goes, yeah, there was a briefcase outside my door. I wonder who put that there. <laughs> Umpires, man, can't trust yes. Oh, yeah, going to the right floor. I should, that debrief was yeah, that debrief was at the conclusion of the tournament. It was indeed, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Way to clarify that, Porty. Thank you, my <laughs> The last night of yes, yeah, yes. Right, but, uh, um, well, you've mentioned you've mentioned you're a catcher just then, Porty. Did you ever get to uh, umpire with with chop behind the plate? Yes. What was he like for a chat? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no, no, no. no Chopper was Chopper was was was. You're still talking about, I guess. Uh, you know, and that was uh, probably in my earlier um, days. But uh, you know, I, I, we probably always had had a, a words a couple of times. Uh, everyone everyone thinks they're right. Um, uh, you know, calling calling balls and strikes is, is is one of the hardest things in the in the in the game to do. You know, you you've got a spherical object passing through a three dimensional rectangular um, uh, thing that uh, goes up and down depending on the height of the batter. Yeah. You know, and and you, know, you were talking a couple of weeks ago to the to the American um, uh, who's five foot four, yeah. and I've got to be dealing dealing with that in a couple of weeks. But uh, conversely, there are games where I'm dealing with Pitarona at you know six foot ten, yeah. <laughs> and and this and this is the this is the the dichotomy we've got to go through of of um, trying to deal with it, and and whereas the catcher is probably just sitting there uh, at the same height, um, you know, uh, almost uh, regardless. So it's a, it's a very tough tough job, and we're we're talking you know fractions of of of, of inches. Um, uh, you know, as I say, you, you've got to see whether the ball is, is crossing a plane that that's not there. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, and it's not it's not like the baseball that that, that square is not there. Yeah, I mean, that, that square is only <laughs> that square is only there on the screen. I might add as well. So it's it's not entirely accurate. But uh, so it's it's a tough kick, and and we've got to do that in a, you know a, a millisecond. Um, 
uh, as well. So uh, it's a tough gig, um, but we love it and, and we get things wrong. And uh, But most of the time, uh, as, as Chopper said earlier, um, uh, we get it right. So uh, uh, I think that's that's the, the main thing to focus on. So what I'm hearing is Chopper like to question your call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if you, if you don't question it as a catcher, you're not doing your job, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, I, I used to be a catcher uh, a little bit as well, and there's, there's plenty of times where I'd, I'd turn around and, and, uh, uh, and look at, um, at uh, the, uh, the, the man in blue behind there as well. But, uh, uh, we just do. We just try. <laughs> I tell you, Porter, you talk about being tough, and you talk about catchers doing the job right. We've got a video clip here of a catcher not doing the job quite right, but you, being a man of steel, talk us through this one. Yeah, dangerous for Mexico so far tonight. Look out! Rise ball. Fooled everybody, including the catcher, and the umpire took it right on the chest. Seems to be okay. Look out and actually took it in the face mask as he was crouched over that right shoulder. It looked like Myrtle wanted it down low, but the rise ball came in instead. I'll tell you what, they built him tough in New Zealand, Steve. Just took it like a champ. Didn't even flinch and didn't even take his mask off. Mark Porteous, former member of the North Coast Soccer Club. Tough as nails, my friend. <laughs> tough as nails. Any excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do get hit occasionally, but you know, fortunately, we we do carry a, a fair bit of equipment um, uh, to protect. Uh, actually, the the worst part about that was not so much the getting the flush in the mask because it, it bounced down and hit me in the thumb. So, <laughs> <laughs> and there's no protection on the thumb. Um, but yes, uh, 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 our friend Myrtle um, did get a little tap behind the ears uh, uh, later on in that inning uh, for missing that uh, for missing that pitch. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to ask that question. How was the conversation with David Myrtle behind the dish afterwards? Yeah, yeah, because he's got very good English, as you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and no, I've I've uh, umpired him behind him um, uh, for a lot of years, and uh, yeah, he he did apologise. <laughs> Fantastic, mate. Talking about umpiring behind catches, who are some of the great catches? Now, Damien's throwing me under the bus that you've actually had the pleasure of uh, umpiring behind. Yeah, there's there's been a lot. And um, a couple that, that really do spring to mind is, is uh, the Venezuelan Flores uh, big unit, as you know, yeah. uh, uh, was out here in 2013, um, was a bit of a, a crowd favourite um, here in, in 2013 uh, uh, with the, the old under, under the leg um, uh, return to the, to the picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, big unit. Uh, but very, uh, uh, I was always very comfortable um, umpiring behind him. Uh, obviously, nothing gets past a guy like uh, like him. He uh, catches some of the, the the quickest pitches in the world, um, and uh, so he was always a pleasure to, to be behind. Uh, Bruno Montori, um, the Argentinian, uh, is another fun guy. Uh, he's a, he's a he's a talker. Um, uh, has a lot more English than, than a lot of people think, um, uh, but a very, a very good, very passionate, very passionate uh, uh, 
catcher um, and so I've enjoyed my games um, uh, behind behind him uh, was lucky enough to do the semi-final in Prague uh, where uh, they beat Canada um, and uh, had a lot of um, yeah, fun shall we say with Bruno uh, in, in that game um, uh, but probably the, the best the best catcher that I've I've had the pleasure of, of umpiring behind is is our own Pat Shannon, um, you know one of your former guests and and you know one of the reasons that that, that he was so good is that he was always so still, you know um, uh, the the hand movement uh, from him, uh, you know whether he's catching Heine and of course you know Heine had a lot of has a lot of movement on the ball or when he was catching anyone. Um, uh, was always top notch. He he let me know when when I'd missed one, um, and and I, I certainly he was one that I would I would listen to um, uh, on a lot of occasions. Uh, if if he if he said I, I had, then possibly I had. Yeah. But uh, the 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 key thing with him is as I say he was so still behind the plate. Um, you know, we have a lot of catches that, that bounce around a lot. Uh, we have uh, a lot of catches that have a lot of hand movement. Um, that doesn't help their cause whether or not, you know, the pitch is there. If there's a lot of hand movement, it can it can um, change an umpire's perspective on, on, on the pitch. But, uh, you know, you'll see uh, in the baseball and so forth now, they talk a lot about framing. Um the, the pitch and, and to my mind uh, Pat was one of the, the best at it and he's got a, a job in front of him to try and um, uh, teach the the young catchers in the in the Black Sox team to uh, uh, to do that Fantastic that was going to be my next question actually framing a pitch as a catcher uh, to snap it in or snap it down or snap it up does that make a difference do we get more strikes with it done well done well it can yeah but but of course, uh, what what we tend to see is is uh, a lot of hand movement um, that that goes on, and and the ones that, that that can do it by just you know bringing their hand in as opposed to dr- driving it across, yeah. um, those are the ones that uh, that can make the difference. As I say, keeping the being very still in their approach. Um, uh, rather than just you know, and, and I've I've seen guys, you know, pitches in, in the in the batter's eyes, and they you know, bring it down to the strike zone, and and then turn around at you, and and of course, what happens is the the crowd, the uh, the the fans, the uh, the players, all all of a sudden, all they're looking at is is where the catcher's hand is now, um, but uh, as as opposed to where it was when they actually caught the ball, yeah. but. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, no. Patty was uh, was a master at that. Porty, uh, 2011, you gained your international qualification. IFS, I suppose it was called at the time. ISF. ISF, yeah. It's called at the time now. WBSC. 2012, you get to go to your first World Cup. There was a juniors in Argentina, uh, but mate, yeah. since then you've been to five World Cups, uh, one uh, Olympic qualifier. Uh, I got a video here of uh, what happens at the beginning of a match. Mate, when you, they call out your name uh, as the official official uh, for a match, all around the world, what goes through your mind? You have a look at this first. In a good spot right now, as we take a look at the other team on the field, home plate umpires Mark Porteous, 
Francis Billingsley's at first base. Thank Andrew you, McManus at second. At home plate from New Zealand, Mark Porteous. At first, Genevieve Godur from Canada. At second base, Francis Billingston from Canada. And at third base, Kyra Cox from Australia. Empire for the game. Home play Empire, Matt Porters from New Zealand. 本场比赛的失球裁判来自新西兰的马克，三垒裁判来自日本的 Mickey Abi. There is the New Zealander Mark Porteous, who is the at-home plate Mariana. Second base, Jose and Chaparro. And so two Puerto Ricans Puerto are involved. Jose Chaparro and William Lopez. Porty, that doesn't get old, bud, as uh, you get those. I mean, call it an accolade, but, you know, recognised before those big matches all around the world uh, at, uh, at international events of the WBSC, dude. How does it feel? Yeah, well, that's that's one of the worst parts of it. <laughs> that's that's when I get very nervous at that that part. It's it's not your routine for a, for a Saturday afternoon game or a, or a tournament at the nationals. This the the whole routine, you know, it just adds to the anxiety. Uh, and uh, I, I I mean I acknowledge it, and it's and it's great to to be acknowledged by the uh, uh, the crowd and 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 so forth. But it's it's one of the most nerve wracking times. For me, as uh, as an umpire, because it's just something that's not the norm for me. But uh, yeah, and, and, and of course, you get a Chinese. It, it adds to the, <laughs> to the what, are, what are they going to say my name? How are they going to say my name this time? <laughs> Red but, dumpling. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see Damien. Damien had a had a couple of shockers there with, with Peter and, <laughs> and Frankie, I'm just but, sitting here. Re- I'm just sitting here reading the names, just like bright red. Like, what was I thinking? Billingsley. Like, oh my god. Uh, I've come a long way. Yeah, just yeah. say you're, jo- you're yeah, good. You're, you're good, mate. You're good. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Talking about that, um, and if we look at your your uh, World Cup history now and traveling the world for the WBC, what's been some of the highlights for you? Yeah, well, I mean, who who would have thought that um, you know, as a as a as a player that that uh, you know, as I said earlier, was a a, a a good field no hit third baseman um, playing sort of rep stuff, but uh, and you know, travelling to you know the the metropolis of Dunedin for a nationals or something like that would end up being able to uh, extend my career in the sport and then go to countries like. Um, uh, Argentina to Shanghai to Prague, uh, Canada, uh, uh, and so forth to umpire. It's 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 been it's been massive, and and uh, and you know, so I've got a lot to, to thank umpiring uh, for in, in in that regard. And it's and it's and it's so good to be able to to to, to visit these countries um, uh, as well, and and the opportunities that are there. Uh, Tokyo is going to be something a little bit different, and we'll probably get onto that. Um, uh, soon, but yeah. uh, but no, it's 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 fantastic. But probably as far as as uh, a couple of the highlights, uh, the under 19s and and uh, Paraná. Yeah, what and, was that? Uh, one? I, oh man, uh, the, I, I was lucky enough to be on the on the final uh, between Japan and Argentina. Uh, so the home team and in, in the the game. Game didn't start till ten thirty at night, um, because because they don't 
they don't do anything in Argentina until they don't even start to go out until ten o'clock. So um, we're playing this game ten thirty at night. Um, it was live on TV uh, over there, um, going all through Argentina because uh, the, the nuts about sport there. It's probably seven or eight thousand people um, uh, in the audience. I don't know how many were really watching the game. They were just <laughs> letting off flares, blowing trumpets. Uh, the, there was a dog on the field at one point. Uh, <laughs> all, all of this, I could not could not hear myself uh, uh, think um, uh, at all. And of course. You know, fortunately for me, I suppose, uh, for us, uh, the home team won because uh, if they hadn't, uh, there could have been, <laughs> there could have been anarchy uh, go on. But just, just absolutely crazy. I've never seen anything like it um, uh, in my life, as far as softball goes. Um, and so that was a that was a wonderful experience, and, and you know, great to uh, get that uh, away on my first, um, you know, my first. Uh, big international tournament. Yeah, that is, Portie. Question just about the, on that before you go and touch on other highlight moments in your uh, umpiring career, but when you're in that type of environment that's so intense, so impactful, so loud, and a pressure cooker, how do you compose yourself to to be a good umpire? Oh, I'm, being on the diamond is my happy place. You know, it's, it's all the the stuff outside of the diamond that, that that gets me anxious. When I'm on, when I'm, and like I said before about the opening ceremony, you know, the 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 all those bits and pieces that are not normal are the, are the things that get me anxious the night before and, and stuff like that. But but when I'm actually on the diamond, uh, that's when I'm my most relaxed. Um, I know what's going on. I know what I can do. I know what I should do. I know where I should stand, um, and so on and so forth. And, and uh, so I was reasonably um, composed through through the whole. I was enjoying the experience um, uh, throughout. And and uh, and you know the same the same with uh, the the final in, in Prague. You know that that was, that was a huge game, huge intensity um, throughout. And I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that I wasn't, you know, slightly nervous about things, but I was, I was confident and comfortable in, in my own skin and and uh, what had to go on um, through that game, and and just enjoyed the whole the whole um, the whole process. Uh, loved it. So uh, uh, that's. You know, as I say, this, it's all of this stuff, doing stuff like this that makes me anxious. Being, being on the diamond is, is uh, when I'm, I'm most relaxed. Quick question, Porter. You talk about, um, you joked about the home team winning, but has there ever been a hairy moment after a game where someone's kind of come at the umpire, you know, had his own opinion of things? <laughs> Fortunately for me, no, it's um, uh, never never happened. I'm sure it, it has happened. I've heard I've heard stories of, of of guys chasing other guys with bats and things like that. But uh, but no, I've I've um, I've never had anything beyond uh, uh, you know uh, uh, the you know the odd person who might you know sort of walk past and say that was a that was, you had a shocker or something like that. But. Uh, you know, those are opinions, and uh, we all know what opinions are like. <laughs> but no, no, nothing, nothing <laughs> really dramatic, uh, oh, cool. uh, Damien, but uh, uh, fortunately. Nice. 
Porty, um, talking about adjudicating uh, matters on the diamond, 2015, you were involved in arguably probably the biggest melee fight in international softball ever, especially in my time following the sport. Uh, it was the Men's World Champs in uh, Saskatoon, Argentina, taking on uh, Great Britain. Let's have a look at it, bud, and, and as we go through the video, we want to have a chat about it as well and let the play unfold first so we can talk about it. That citizenship issue. Got him. You've got, of course, Kyle Linton and Darren Newsom reside in Ontario, Canada. Infield is in on Patrick, showing a slap, quick snap throw. They've got him at third, running him back now in the rundown, running him towards the plate. An awful lot of throws, and the out recorded or not. The ball gets away. And an arm goes up, and we've got a little melee down behind the plate. They're going to have to get those players apart. He came in with the arm as if he was trying to dislodge the ball. It looked like he was dead on arrival on the tag and threw an arm. And boy, Great Britain not happy about that. They took umbrage to it, and the melee was on. That's one of the worst ones we've seen out here. Well, there were some punches thrown there for sure, and I think there's going to be some video review here. I don't think there was any need for that. The runner was clearly going to be out. And to get your arms up like that on that play, I didn't think was necessary. You're out, you're out. So I would have to... <laughs> and things, of course... Definitely boiled over, and that's understandable when you when you look at that. There was no need for him to take a run at Newsom like that. And I'll tell you, I saw I saw a punch thrown, and it was Santiago Carril who threw it. And I'm sure there's going to be some review in this. And of course, going forward, you look at Argentina if they happen to advance and they're in a metal round now you don't know if there's going to be any suspensions or something that's well Porty as you can see a very explosive okay. moment against Argentina and, and yeah. Great Britain uh, dude, we might you play know, keep on playing that video gym. in the bottom corner if we can but um, uh, uh, mate <laughs> firstly but you still have to you're, you're a rugby league team from Huntley the they'll be proud of you trying yeah. to take the biggest man but you might want to go a little lower next time I, I chose chose the biggest guy on the dugout to try and to try and stop and and just stick him arms out. It's, uh, it was not the way to do that, but uh, but yeah, obviously it was um, uh, it was a, a game that that Argentina should have won easily, um, and they scored two runs in the first inning, and and uh, it it sort of it just kept on bubbling uh, during the game because they weren't able to put. Um, uh, Great Britain away, and and then of course this 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 play happened, and and uh, you know it was it was completely unnecessary um, for the for the guy to do it, and and you know as soon as it happened, um, uh, I could see that there was this was going to be uh, something that was not going to be uh, uh, very nice. So trying to. Tell everyone uh, to to stop. Um, uh, obviously, didn't really really do too much, and, and everyone busted out pretty quickly. and And it was probably one of the worst fights I've uh, been. Oh, it was the worst fight I've ever been involved with in, in games. And uh, and I knew uh, uh, Luke Peters, of course, who who was the guy that got 
cold cocked um, and uh, didn't uh, um, uh, help matters. But, you know, I think in, when all said and done, the melee did not take uh, a great deal of time. And, you know, we, you saw that the umpires got out there really quick. One, one of those umpires that got out there is actually the off-field umpire, uh, John Hand. Um, <laughs> uh, He's a cop, who, isn't he? Who was, he was through the game pretty quick. Uh, yeah, John. John's a cop. Yeah. Uh, Keith Cook, who's on home plate, was a marine. <laughs> there's, there's myself, who, who works in a bank, <laughs> and and uh, we had a, a Japanese and a Mexican uh, uh, umpire there as uh, as well. And I don't think uh, they were too used to seeing uh, this sort of thing go on. And of course, it just got to the stage where you know. Everyone was. Wait, wait, is that the so seagull weird. move? What are you doing there? Is this? Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> no, please stop, please. Yeah, 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 it's a, it's a stop, go back, <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay in your dugout move. So, uh, um, yeah, and and of course, you know, trying to then settle, settle them down, and and uh, you know, we we did have a couple of ejections, and and there was a lot of there was a lot of. Um, uh, toing and froing with bad language and, and people calling things they shouldn't be calling them um, as well. You know, Argentina and Great Britain, of course, uh, have a have a, a bit of a history um, with the Falklands and so forth. So um, it was nasty, and, and you know, you see there that I'm uh, telling someone that they, perhaps they want to just zip their lip and, and not not say anything else, and then um, you know, here's, here's a big deep breath. Okay, now yeah. guys, what have we got? <laughs> um, and uh, and so you know, we we sorted sorted. What did you say there? Out. Did you say, hey, guys, I tackled the biggest guys. <laughs> Rest of you make the decision on the ruling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were basically saying, okay, well, we, we know we've got ejections. Um, we've just got to figure out who we've got. And um, and uh, and then as the tape rolls, we we um, bring the two coaches together and uh, and talk them through it and tell them who we've, we've got ejected and so forth. Um, but you know the worst part about this is you know we knew that after this we're going to have to write reports, and umpires hate writing reports. <laughs> so um, uh, you know it was a it was it was a it was a nasty one. Um, uh, I, th- I think I shared with you, Chopper, my my daughter living in London um, yeah. was watching it on. on <laughs> some, someone sent her the video before we'd even got back to the hotel. She was they were they were showing this this highlight in a in a in a pub in England, and um, and my daughter says, "Hey, that's my dad." <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we don't we. We certainly don't like those things happening. We know they happen. We know there's a lot of t- testosterone goes yeah. around uh, the game from time to time, um, and uh, you know we certainly want to um, not have that uh, in the game. Um, and uh, so the only, the only unfortunate thing is when we got through the whole thing, we uh, and rewatched the video later. We missed we missed one guy that we probably should have ejected. Um, uh, but uh, apart from that, I think the umpiring crew uh, got together and did a, a, a really good job because nothing at all happened um, beyond that. And uh, as Argentina did end up winning the game, um, I think I think that was the final score. Uh, in fact, um, when they really felt that they should have been putting Great Britain away. 
Yeah, a, a, an amazing match, uh, Damien, and, and well handled. We, I thought uh, watching it live, and I spoke to it was um, Jim Flanagan and Lance when they had the call on the game. I spoke to them about it afterwards, and I thought you guys handled it really, really well. It was a very tense situation, uh, and, and you'll probably remember, Porty, the crowd were also quite vocal around the, the incident as yeah. well, and um, so the tensions were high there uh, at that point. But, um, you know, that was a mile ago, and, and that's one of those things, I guess, well, well, it's uh, in the, the memory bank now. Yep. Um, Porty, yep. uh, tell us now about the Olympics, mate. When did you first find out you were going to um, get that golden ticket to Tokyo? Yeah, well, um, just got an email almost out of the blue, really, uh, in, in January uh, 2020, and um, and basically saying I'd been been selected, and uh, you know, would I like to go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, and my tickets arrived the next day, literally. So they'd, uh, I think they'd um, virtually worked out uh, the crew um, at that point. Um, and so yes, it, it was uh, my decision was in a was in a heartbeat. Um, you know, that's uh, the biggest stage for the sport. Um, uh, and so it was a it was a huge honour. Uh, it wasn't something I was expecting um, uh, by any stretch, uh, you know. But uh, uh, obviously, um, I must have done enough in, in uh, Shanghai uh, and bought the right people a beer in Shanghai, and and um, uh, and of course um, had the the support, I guess, from from Bob. Uh, Bob Stanton, who um, has obviously worked with me at uh, a number of tournaments uh, in the past, so it was it was great to 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 have that uh, support as well. You just reminded me of something, Porty. The very first World Cup I got to go to was 2017, and um, Bob was the umpire in chief at the time as well uh, at that time. And I remember coming into the booth. I had the call on the gold medal game. And I remember not seeing your name on the uh, uh, on the list for the gold medal game, and uh, I thought, bugger. So uh, I actually made a point of heading up to uh, finding you. I think you're you're in your changing rooms or something like that, uh, and just passing on, you know, uh, you know, my well wishes. And I know you've been working so hard, and you were obviously upset about uh, you know missing missing the cut for that final day or the, or the gold medal game anyway. Um, but boy, oh boy, look at from then till now. Yeah, well, of course, one of the one of the problems with the the Black Sox being so bloody good um, is that the the New Zealand umpires don't get much of a look in on on uh, finals day, and uh, and you know I've had players come to me at those tournaments and apologize <laughs> apologize to me because they made the final, and I said no, don't worry about that. I'd much rather you're in you're in the final and than me, quite frankly, but but uh, of course in Prague when they they didn't make the final, um, uh, and to and to get that opportunity uh, there, I don't think a New Zealand umpire's done a, a final at World Champs for almost ever, yeah. um, because uh, New Zealand has been there um, uh, every time. So that that was a, a huge buzz for me. Um, you know, at the expense of the Black Sox, and and uh, that's that's the sad part. But uh, no, I had to grab the opportunity with um, uh, with both hands uh, because they they won't come along too often. You know, I expect to see the the Black Sox back um, in contention again. Uh, 
next year. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, again, those those opportunities won't come. But, but yeah, uh, so to get to get the Olympic gig um, as well, because no, no New Zealand team there uh, at all is is um, uh, is, the, is is a major coup. Damien, 2017, when he missed out in the allocation on the final day there, he says, you know what, Chopper? All good. I get to cheer on the Black Sox now. He had all of his Black Sox gear, <laughs> yes. took all his uniform, all his umpiring uniform off and stuff, put his Black Sox gear, and it was as loud as every other supporter. Doesn't uh, have to be impartial yeah. at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I was almost, you know, I could, could have almost caught that uh, Joel, Joel Evans home run ball. Wow. My, my wife, Karen, Karen arrived and, and uh, that uh, the day before, and, and uh, we were we were down, out in the outfield and, and uh, that ball came uh, sailing very close to us. I oh, think, wow. um, uh, wasn't it Stockford that, uh, Kevin Stockford that got the ball? Oh, I'm not too I'm sure. Not, he got got feeling, the, uh, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've got a feeling it was. it was. So we're right in that vicinity. So uh, so that was huge, yes. And to be able to um, cheer with with uh, with, uh, with no guilt whatsoever yeah, um, fantastic. Uh, was, was, was a big deal. Ah, big moment, mate. Big moment indeed. We've actually got uh, Joel Evans coming up in a couple of weeks' time, so yes, the chance I see that. to yep, uh, yep. to review some of that stuff. And I'll find out who actually does have that home run ball now. So now, you, <laughs> now, you, yeah, you've put that out there. Um, but um, obviously, you mentioned you, you found out via email uh, that you were made the Olympics, mate. Who were the first couple of people you spoke to when you found out? Oh, yeah, straight away, uh, uh, told Karen yeah. uh, the kids. Uh, than that, and then and then sort of uh, put it out to the to the rest of the family um, uh, as well, uh, and then then of course um, just waiting. Oh, and Wiramu, Wiramu was one of my first calls uh, uh, as well, and then just waiting to find out when everyone was public, um, uh, so we could uh, sort of get the the, the word out on yeah. on social media and and, and so forth. So. Uh, um, and, and then, then of course, you know, then finding out that basically Bob had that crew um, uh, set up to uh, work Palmerston North. Yes. Uh, with the with the junior, so it was a, it was a great opportunity for uh, us to get together, um, uh, know each other, rather than just rocking up at um, in July at the Olympics and saying, you know, here you go. Uh, giving us that opportunity to um, uh, to work together and and uh, know each other and uh, things like that and and then you know after that we were having regular um, weekly uh, meetings of sending information uh, what we're doing and what games we're doing what our mental preparation was and so forth but little did we know that we were going to be still doing that 18 months later um, so that's uh, that's that's been a bit of a, a chore but. We are we get together uh, probably once every six weeks uh, via Zoom, yeah, um, and uh, of course chatting away on WhatsApp and, and, and so forth all the time as uh, as well. So uh, I think you know from that perspective, this this uh, group of umpires is going to be um, very familiar with each other uh, by the time we we do get to Tokyo in a couple of weeks' time. Talking about that, Porty, it was. Uh, January uh, in 2020 when you found out, uh, February 2020 when you did the last World Cup. So it's been a long time between drinks of officiating at a World Cup. How have you been able to, or how are you, 
trying to stay fresh? Yeah, well, it's uh, it, it's hard now because you know we've we've um, uh, we've got no softball on at all here at the, at the moment. But but uh, of course we had lots of um, we were fortunate that we had a, a basically a full schedule of of, of uh, league games, national tournaments, and so forth uh, uh, last season. So um, from that point of view, there's there was. Um, uh, plenty of work there, but of course, since the season finished in um, in March, uh, nothing really, uh, apart from the sort of the, the the fitness and the mental preparation and the and the you know looking at rules, um, uh, mechanics, maintaining those, uh, having our meetings, uh, you know, working working through things from time to time. You know, Bob's been sending us little little. Challenges and 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 rule uh, case plays and 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 things like that. Um, most of the the others are going to have some games under their belt before they uh, arrive in, in in Tokyo because they've just had European champs. Um, there's uh, college ball. Um, uh, Chris Drum was doing the College World Series. Uh, Frankie Billingsley was just doing the Canada Mexico games, uh, and so forth. Kira even was was doing under 18s uh, state champs yeah. uh, back in Australia, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, they they are going to have the the drop on me. I've 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 never had too too much of a problem. Um, Getting into uh, that first game, as, as I said earlier, it's sort of my happy place, so I know what I, I need to do. But uh, that first pitch behind the plate is going to be uh, interesting. Uh, you know, we don't know what our allocations are, but you know, it could be could be the nine a.m. game on the first day, and uh, and uh, away you go. Uh, it sounded like a strike. <laughs> <laughs> well mate talk, talk us through um, you're about to depart uh, coming up on Saturday uh, 17th isn't it that uh, you Saturday week 17th of, of July yes. yeah 17th of July I'm just recording this a little early so you can finish packing yep. your bags and things and, and hopefully take your wife for another holiday before you go away um, <laughs> the the um, what what's 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 some of the protocols especially around COVID and things that you've got to go through and everyone's going to go through pr- uh, prior to leaving and then once arriving in Tokyo Okay. At, at the moment, we're we're just in health check protocols, um, which means that uh, every day we've got to complete a, a form that uh, says what our temperature is, how we're feeling, um, uh, things like that. Uh, that's been done on a daily basis for 14 days. Um, I had a, a random COVID test yesterday, just just uh, because there was a, a recommendation that you have one a couple of weeks before you, you head away. So uh, did that. That that was negative. Um, That's and, good. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely a positive. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another failed test. <laughs> uh, was that your first, uh, Cordy, was that your first COVID test? Yeah. Yeah. How did you enjoy it? Uh, it, was, it was nowhere near as bad as, as I thought. Um, and I was really worried because, uh, you know, as, as you know, I was a league player. I had my nose broken about 15 times when I was playing back in the day. Um, and tackling great Britain players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Standing um, the way, so uh, next week uh, on Tuesday, uh, 96 hours before I fly, I have to have a uh, uh, another COVID test. 
Um, and then on Wednesday, uh, 72 hours, another COVID test um, uh, before I fly out at uh, sort of two o'clock-ish on, on um, Saturday afternoon. Um, NZOC have been really helpful in, in helping organise some of those things. And, and uh, uh, one of the things they also have done is, is we've been having group chats amongst other officials um, that are going uh, away. And um, uh, one of the officials has already uh, landed in Japan. Uh, I think he was a sailing official, and, and yeah. he sent us back an email about some of the things that they, they did. They're going to arrive, they get put into a room. They're, they have, have to have a COVID test then. That took about an hour. They got separated in another room for about four hours. So I think similar to the stories that, that Stacey and, and Taylor were telling you um, yeah. uh, a week or so back. And and so that's something I'm not really looking forward to is, is you know, we've got to have forms. And if you don't have forms, you, you've, um, you know, basically they won't put you on the plane and and, uh, uh, and things like that. And, of course, um uh, we then, after having gone through all of those protocols, we're then in what will essentially be like a, a three-day lockdown um, when we arrive in, in Fukushima um, at first. Now, we are allowed to do uh, some uh, uh, things within our bubble, I suppose you'd call it, um, and you know, that that relate to the to the game. So we'll be able to do diamond inspections, bat checks, and and, and things like that. But you know, we've been told at this stage that we um, have to stay separate from from everybody. Uh, you know, we might have to eat alone uh, whilst we're there, yeah. um, and, and things like that. Um, you know, we Bob has sent us photos um, of the the masks that we have to put into our masks. Yeah, uh, and is that uh, the black ones? And, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, you know, we've got to deal, don't know how we're going to deal with that. I did do a game um, late in the season at North Harbour and just wore a mask just for the hell of it. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's doable. It's not comfortable. It's doable. And, and of course, it's, it's going to be, you know, one of the hottest games. It will feel like the hottest games. Um, uh, because the humidity is going to be thirty odd degrees and seventy percent humidity uh, when we're there, so it's it's going to be a little sweat box, um, and uh, then to have a mask on uh, as well is uh, is going to make things that much more difficult. But it's what we've got to do, yeah. and uh, and you know I'm not going to say oh, I don't, don't want to wear a mask, but um, um, you know if they if they say we have to, we have to. Uh, Paulie, and, is it, uh, we'll live with that. Yeah, is that something, Paulie, that you may uh, put into your regime when you arrive in Tokyo for those early days is to wear a mask more often to get used to wearing it in that heat and humidity? Yes, yeah. Yeah, the expectation is that we will be wearing masks um, uh, through, uh, you know, unless we're in a room by ourselves. Yeah. Um, so anytime we anytime we go out for, for any meetings or anything like that, we'll be, we'll, we'll be wearing masks. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Portia, I guess just on those COVID tests, mate, you know when you're getting those extra ones at the airport and stuff, if the guy comes out with a rubber glove and like, <laughs> start running, dude, start running down. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. Chop well, the good, the good thing is, is whilst yesterday's run. test, 
Yeah, yeah. Whilst yesterday's was the stick, the the, the next two ones I'm doing are uh, uh, just the, the spit into a spoon uh, uh, job, and apparently that's the the ones I'll do in in Tokyo the whole time as no well. No so We're going to be tested. Yeah, we're going to be tested every day uh, whilst we're there because we're in contact with athletes. So you're not talking about putting uh, the javelin down your nose. You're just going to spit no. on a toothpick. Yeah. Yep. How how do yep. we not have these? Pori, I'll tell you the story about the <laughs> Look, I, I've had at a minimum 20, maybe 30 COVID tests because of coming up and down for work in Wellington, especially straight after the original lockdown uh, here in New Zealand. I remember the very first test I had was in, in, in North Shore there. My daughter was in the passenger seat of the car because she was flying down as well. Uh, and um, uh, that lady says, who would like to go first? I'm like, yeah, I'll go first. I'm all good. Yeah, sweet ass, cool. I just envisaged they were going to put that toothpick, which ended up being a javelin, and like just in and out, right? But she goes in and she like stays in a bit, right, and twists a little. And I'm like, eh, yeah. eh, eh. and I, I just reaction, <laughs> had enough, and just smacked her arm away, man, and her arm flung out. I'm like, oops, sorry. Oh. And she goes, oh, I, I think I got enough. I go, damn straight, you got enough. So <laughs> that's me and COVID yeah. don't go well, dude. So spitting on a toothpick, no, man, what no. a treat. Yeah. So, and then of course with the the other the other sort of slightly unknown is is we're um, uh, doing the the games are at baseball stadiums, um, and uh, uh, the magnitude of of the size of the field is going to be um, something that needs to be gotten used to, yeah. Um, uh, as well, so um, uh, I believe there's going to be crowds. Uh, Japanese, but they're, they're not allowed to shout. They're, I think, they're allowed to clap. But um, uh, so, um, and the first stadium of Fukushima holds seventeen and a half thousand or something like that. And then the the other stadium in Yokohama is uh, upwards of thirty five thousand. So uh, they're going to be big stadiums, and they're probably going to have reasonable sort of crowds there. Fantastic. Well, my understanding, uh, and you would have seen this, Porty, uh, in previous matches in Japan, um, is they do normally cheer, of course, uh, and, and sing mm. and chant, but they play a lot of instruments, they have those hooter things and bangers and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. They are loud. I'm looking about, forward to that. Because yeah. uh, for a while there, we thought there's going to be no crowds at all. And can you imagine what that would be like in a 35,000-seat stadium? Uh, yeah. Mate, you, you've officiated in some big matches with some big crowds already uh, and some big uh, TV audiences. But, of course, the Olympics has got to be the biggest, mate. Is, is that daunting to you, or does that change the way you approach the match? Uh, daunting, I mean, yes. It's, it's uh, as I say, it's that, that, that fear of the unknown. Um, but I'm, I'm, as I said before, confident and comfortable that once I'm on the diamond, things will... will be as as per normal. Uh, I appreciate the the um, uh, you know the the heightened um, uh, you know the the purpose that everyone is going for and 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 how big it me- you know what the meaning is to the players. I understand that completely, but I, I don't want to get wound up uh, in in that uh, you know to and, and end up you know, freezing when you've got to make a big call. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll be treating it 
much like I do with the, uh, you know, the Falcons playing G-Force on Saturday afternoon at four o'clock at Rosedale. <laughs> now that's a comparison. Or <laughs> the Navigators, uh, uh, you know, play, <laughs> playing Navy or something like that. No, I mean, I, I don't mean sound flippant, but it's 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 sort of the, the attitude I have, you know, softball's a game and games are fun. Um, and uh, so it's, it's a matter of enjoying it uh, appreciating it for what it is, um, but don't getting don't get uh, you know too uh, hung up in the in the in the moment that it gets to the stage that it does affect um, your umpiring. Ah, oh, fantastic, uh, Potty. Um, the opening ceremony is I think it's after day two or something like that in the schedule of the softball. Will you do you get a chance to participate in that? We don't. We don't know. Uh, originally, the plan was yes. Um, it, it is. Uh, we've got the two days in Fukushima. Then it's sort of a travel day, um, and then the ceremony is that night. Um, whether we're able to go to it or not, I'm. Uh, it's still not been uh, made certain yet right. because uh, the, the whole transport arrangements are uh, uh, some something of a of a, a problem um if we go great if we don't go well you know uh it is what it is uh, i remember stacy saying a couple of weeks ago you know they're not going because it is a travel day it's also scheduled as a rain day um right. uh, just by the way uh, uh in case uh, in case of any problems um uh, on the first two days gotcha. uh, so that could that could that could blow that theory as well right Right, right. Um, uh, Porty, just the schedules up. They put Damien put the schedule up there for us, mate. D- d- um, I know it's uh, still a couple of weeks away. Have you been given any allocations yet? No allocations whatsoever. Um, and so, you know, look at those, and I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say one way or the other um, what what the possibility is, what what uh, Bob is thinking um, at any at any stage, but uh, and and at what point he will uh, give us the allocations. You know, generally yeah. we don't get allocations until the night before yeah. uh, the first the first game for that day. Um, but uh, so we'll just wait and see. And uh, whatever, it, <laughs> there's no dud game there, is there? No, uh, no, no, definitely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which, whichever game you get on, on day one is is uh, uh, is a big one. You know, I, I think you know the only thing that you can be certain of is that the, the Japanese umpires won't umpire Japan, the USA umpire yeah. won't umpire the US. That's but yes. that's the extent of of the um, uh, my understanding of it so far. How big? How many umpires going to the Olympics, uh, Porty? Thirteen. Gotcha. All right, and there's yeah. six matches. Uh, sorry, three matches a day, uh, and you yep. have five umpires a match. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So you know, most days you're you know you're, you're going to get one, maybe maybe two, um, but even that second one is probably just going to be an off-field uh, duty um, uh, uh, as well. So uh, so it's in that regard, it's it's not going to be too tough. Um, you know, one game a day. Yeah. But uh, again, the uh, the uh, Expectation is is, is going to be uh, pretty high to perform um, completely. I mean, generally at, at World Cups, we only do the two games yeah. um, in a day. Don't you normally have the five umpires? So uh, the four on the field, the one who does the. Are you doing a clock? 
for the 27 o'clock? There, there is going to be a clock, but my understanding is that it's going to be operated by locals. Right. As, as they did at, at the 2018 um, Women's uh, World Cup. In so the umpire Japan. off the field, is their role is? Lineups. Gotcha, doing the lineups and changes and things yep. like that. Okay, and, and 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 if I remember correctly, you always have a reserve umpire just in case someone goes down. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. just in case. Gotcha, fantastic. Oh well, mate. We'll, uh, yeah, we saw that in the the final of the under eighteens, of course, when Jen got got uh, yeah. hit. In the, what was the first first pitch of the the bottom of the inning or something? So. Uh, 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 we thought uh, she was going to uh, not be able to, to carry on in that game, but it, it doesn't happen very often, Patchwood. Yeah. Um, but yes, it, it, it pays to have someone uh, ready to go. I remember she had like an egg on her arm after that. Too. Yeah, it yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, oh, no, mate, that sounds fantastic. Can't wait for it. Of course, that the allocations I know uh, with going to World Cups with you guys is that's the standard procedure. You get them the night before or the next day, and and then you prepare from there. So, I think that's a great move. It keeps you fresh. Um, and yes. uh, I mean, you're all there as a team, just like the players are there as a team, aren't you? Yeah, and everyone's there to perform their role. Um, we know we're all going to be we used, um, you know, in every capacity at some stage in the tournament. So um, just be ready uh, for that. Okay, Porty, uh, one more question around the Olympics. It was going to be, who would you like to get a selfie with? But I'm going to flip it around. Who would you like to ask to get a selfie with you? <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Carrington. <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh. Amen to that. She's a very, very good role. I agree. Get it a yeah. flex, though. Yeah. Get it a baby sandwich. Oh, yeah. yeah. Insane. Oh. Yeah. Like, like, local North Shore girl as, as, yeah. as well. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She sure, she yep. sure, sure is indeed. I, I guess with the way that it's going to work, you're probably not going to get the opportunity to mingle with other countries' athletes. Uh, no. Like no. in the village, <clears throat> which they would have done in the past. Uh, which is a bit of a shame. Um, oh, fantastic, bud. Well, we are really looking forward uh, to Tokyo. So you head away uh, in a couple of weeks, or well, a week, week or so's time. Uh, yeah. And then how many days before that first match on the 21st? Basically two days before. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, uh, which is is essentially for the technical um, uh, yep. things, diamond checks, bat checks um, and and so forth and we and in fact everyone um, whatever athlete they are uh, has to uh, depart uh, within 48 hours of, of um, completion of their uh, uh, which was always going to be the case with us anyway yeah. we, we were uh, we we swap out uh, directly with baseball Gotcha. Um, soon as, as soon as we move out, the baseball guys uh, move in, and they're doing, I believe, the same sort of schedule. A couple of days in Fukushima, and and uh, and uh, then into um, Yokohama as well. So, um, you know, somewhat, somewhat, I, you know, talking about uh, selfies, uh, I would have liked to have met was, would be Mike Sosha, uh, the uh, manager of the USA um, uh, baseball team. Yeah. Of course, uh, long-time manager of the Los Angeles Angels. You know, won a world world champs with uh, with the Angels, and as a player with uh, with your Dodgers. So, uh, yeah, he would have been one that uh, would have been interesting to have met. 
Oh, I bet, Porty, I bet. I'm, I'm sure you're going to meet some some outstanding uh, athletes uh, and, uh, and of course, some some fantastic matches. Just to be part of it, uh, the softball getting back in the Olympics, yeah. Porty, is is a massive feat. And going to the Olympics personally is, is huge for yourself, but huge for our sport here in New Zealand. It is. It is. It's massive. And and I, I know you spoke to Tony a couple of weeks back and, and, and you know, he was saying how the, the way forward is, is in New Zealand with softball is, is probably going through be through the female program. And, and this is a huge opportunity for the for females in, in, uh, in, in New Zealand. And, and you know, I, and I know Roman is working towards the 2028 um, Olympic Games, and 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 that's a good aspirational target. Um, and but it's it's going to need a huge amount of work um, uh, by Softball New Zealand. You know, we've we've got the the sort of the skill set. We just need the athletes to to really um, uh, you know step up and and you know uh, you know talking. The, the talking you've had with with the some of the athletes over the past couple of weeks and what they've been doing, numbers of games they've been playing, and the and the you know uh, you know looking at tape and all that sort of thing. Those are the sorts of things that we've got to develop in our program uh, in New Zealand, and that goes for umpires as well. You know, um, uh, we've we've been looking at some things here with with um, uh, uh, you know. Um, uh, what do they call it? The, the 360 VD, uh, yeah. uh, visual. Yep. Uh, you know, we've we've had those cameras. We had a couple of years back. We had cameras on on the umpires, um, uh, looking at, at some of the stuff there, and and got some benefits out of that. Um, so you know, anything that we can do to to improve uh, the way we operate, and that's why it's been uh, really important that we've we've. Um, uh, improve the communication with the with the players, uh, and you know discussions I've had with with um, Nathan, for example, um, have been uh, really beneficial to us as a as a crew, and and I think to them as as players. So um, I think that's that's something that uh, we can uh, aspire to also. Ah, oh, fantastic! Yeah, looking forward to that for sure, bud. And it makes makes good sense. A huge opportunity in the game for uh, for our for our female athletes, uh, but also you know we can't not mention how huge an opportunity it is for for an umpire. And uh, I mean, we look at your career: five World Cups that you've been to now. Not many players can say they've they've played at five World Cups, mate. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it is a true pathway and a career in a sport if 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 that's what you would choose to take. And, and like you have uh, done, been able to see the world. Ah, here's a question: talking about see the world. I know you're a connoisseur of beer. And now you've traveled a lot of places, but what's the number one place you've had a pint? In Prague. Absolutely. John I mean, Lennon Bar, maybe? A, or? Oh, that's a beer town. Yeah. When uh, uh, Karen and I went on a, um, uh, a walking uh, beer uh, tour um, after the uh, tournament had finished, yeah. of course, um, and uh, had a, a wonderful evening. And, and some of those old beer halls where they've been pouring beer since you know Adam was in short pants, um, and uh, just uh, the experience there of of, of their uh, their pilsners and, and so forth was was fantastic. And, and uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, uh, some of the best beer uh, I've I've ever uh, had. You know. The, Cold as with that huge head on it, uh, as big you know, big uh, glasses those, too, right? Big, <laughs> in the big bites, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, hard like big steins. It's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't I, now you've mentioned that beer tour. My wife did that tour when I was over for that World Cup. I was working. She was out with my sister and a niece and some friends. And uh let's just say beer tour one, my wife nil. That's how that one ended up. Yeah, but it's and it's and it's a great city, and and it's great to see the 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 rise of softball in in Europe um, going forward. And, and um, you know, it's, uh, uh, we saw how well the uh, under 18s did in in, uh, in Palmerston North as well. So yeah. uh, so that's 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 a big a big plus. And and you know, like you say, to be able to get the opportunity to go and 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 umpire softball and. In Argentina, in in uh, in Europe, in, in uh, Whitehorse of all places, uh, uh, up in the Yukon, where where the, where the sun go down until two in the morning, and and, and things like that. It uh, makes a long debrief, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I never never thought that would ever happen to me as uh, when I was playing. Yeah. Um, uh, back in the in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bordy, mate, we've got a couple of questions um, from some of our guests and fans. And I- I'll start first with one, then I'll hand it over to Damien here. And uh, he's a few well wishes for sure. Uh, Stubby Sharp and um, Mr. Whitaker sent their well wishes. But I touched on this earlier. William Hillhouse, who spent a season down here in New Zealand, he's from the United States. Is, is it ironic that the man with the most fire in him is now an umpire himself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, I was I was um, fiery, um, and and I made sure that the umpire knew that they'd blown a call, and 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 I often threw helmets and and uh, and so forth, and and I discovered when I became an umpire that that that's not the way to win the hearts of an umpire. You know, you, you, you actually, you actually get more bees with honey. And, uh, and, and, um, uh, conversely, of course, when anyone says anything, uh, along those lines, um, I've already heard it. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I probably said it. <laughs> so, so you're going to have, you're going to have to think of something better than that. If, if you're going to, uh, upset me, um, so uh, I, I do have that that built-in safety mechanism. Uh, there, there's there's not too many things that I haven't heard um, uh, on a softball diamond named an umpire uh, because I probably said most of them. Forty. Um, one last thing, just on that, man. Um, in softball and compared, I guess, to baseball is a little bit more explosive with the players towards the umpires. Sure, there are some leagues and sometimes in each country where the, where the players are going to get up an umpire or try to get up an umpire. Dude, how pleasurable is it to throw a player out? <laughs> Not very pleasurable at all, as I say, because you've got to write a report. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a baseball umpire, you're like, I love it. I'll do it 10 times yeah. a game. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, for something to get to that stage, and, and, and I'm pretty – pretty thick skin so yeah. you know there's uh, there's you know i guess there, there's magic words um uh, and that and there's situations that that, that that do call for it but it's it's never it's never much um fun and i learned that pretty early on in my career because I, I sort of threw someone because i didn't like the way they looked at me and and that um it you know it all ended up in a in a, a whole heap of 
disaster for the for the rest of the crew and for me the rest of the game and uh, so I, I never I never forgot that and and so I won't I won't throw out a person lightly um, and uh, and unless it's you know really necessary I've, I've you know thrown out uh, a few and there's some people I'd really like to throw out often um, <laughs> <laughs> as well. But you know, you might recall a situation in a, in a game uh, at the NFC um, uh, last season where where your your tape miraculously uh, oh, yeah. didn't work for twenty five seconds when there was a bit of a dust up and that's and, right. Um, the third base in a, in a game between how that uh, happened. Perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Artistic you know, license. we once once we separated everyone and, and we talked to the coaches and 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 you know gave them a bit of a telling off. Uh, they they went back to their dugouts with the towels between their legs and the rest of the game went went fine. Uh, and I'd much rather do things that way uh, than than uh, have a be quick with the trigger. Um, I think that's so got to be speak, but- that's got to be one of your best attributes, if you ask me, Paulie, is that you're a good communicator. And I remember that instance uh, there last year and um, or earlier this year in, in uh, Lower Hutt. Um, and if I remember correctly, Trevor Evans comes to you, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was like, "Oh, he's he's intimidating us, or whatever the case is." And you're like, Trevor, you're a pretty fiery character too. Come on, let's keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> and just a little something <laughs> like that, you know, it didn't have to. Be, you didn't have to yeah. prove him wrong. The the guy was not doing it or whatever. You just kind of gave him that comment. He was like, "Okay, fair enough. Off I go." Yep. And yeah, sometimes that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Damien, what you got? I've got a few questions, Porty. If you don't mind, from yep. from our from our top fans, uh, listeners on Facebook, uh, Stacey Gruchings, Gruchings, did I say it properly this time? Stacey, well, Stace, um, in your in your view, Porty, what should be happening to encourage more people to be involved with umpiring? Yeah. Well, as, as I said earlier, we're we're trying to to get more people in, and uh, you know and. Unfortunately, um, you know, one of the things that I think we we actually have to do um, is is encourage them to uh, with a bit of with a bit of money, um, and uh, you know, there's there's a number of, of very senior international umpires, and you ask them the question, "What got you into umpiring?" and they said, "Well, I started out I could go and earn." earn some pocket money on a weekend umpiring games, yeah. uh, and I'm talking about some very senior umpires. Um, and uh, and Eve, you talk talk to Andy McManus. Um, uh, you know, Andy uh, came came from Canada. Uh, the money that they could they could earn uh, actually umpiring games was um, useful. Now we don't do it for the money. No. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, and and uh, uh, and that, and it's but it's a way of in, starting to encourage some people to do to do the job. And you know, if you get ten people who come along and to get ten dollars, twenty dollars a game, uh, and one or two of those end up being top level umpires, then um, we're ahead. So going off that, people tend to shy away from the from it because of the criticism, players, spectators, whatever. But what are the tools required to do the job with confidence? Yeah, it is. It is about confidence and 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 understanding that that uh, you know people have passion when they're playing and and we should have passion when we're umpiring, um, but we should not expect or or receive you know really. Um, uh, hot comments from from parents, players, yep. uh, coaches, uh, when we're trying to to 
do our job. We're volunteers. We're you know we're out there because we enjoy the game. Uh, we want to do well, uh, just like the players. But you know we don't get the opportunity when a when a player boots the ball to turn around and and you know say that was a you know terrible call or a terrible play. You shouldn't have done that. Um, uh, but you know we're not going to get umpires if we keep uh, abusing them. Um, uh, making them feel not wanted when they are there. Uh, so we've we've just got to be more encouraging, and and I think we're doing some good things with the orange shirt program uh, to um, you know make sure that that uh, they are looked after uh, you know, when they when they come out and help out uh, uh, you know their kids' games and things like that. Awesome. And last one from Stace is, uh, what are you looking forward to most about the Olympics? <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard one because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, on, on, on one hand, you might say, oh, I want to be in a, in, a, in a stadium with, with thousands of people. And, and we, at this stage, we don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, you know, I, I'm, I think... Obviously, the games are the thing that I look forward to the most, and and uh, and the competition um, that we're going to see. And and you know, it's been said already. The the evenness of this competition is is such that uh, uh, the level of play is going to be just fantastic. But it's going to be cutthroat as well, um, because only the top two teams um, make it through. And and so losing a game at any point is is going to put you uh, behind the eight ball. But but no, you know, at first I would have said just. To be in a in a stadium filled with thirty thousand people uh, watching a game of softball was was going to be uh, a possible highlight. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, uh, regardless, it's 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 going to be being part of an event that is is well, it's the biggest sporting event in the world. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And and you know, guy from Huntley is going to be uh, <laughs> part of that. Yeah, amazing. A couple more questions here, Porty. Right. Do you have a pre-game ritual before you go to the plate? Not really. I um, uh, I, I do like to get ready early, um, and uh, sometimes to my detriment because all of a sudden there's a game delay or something, and now I'm well and truly ready and, and that. But uh, um, uh, I do like to get uh, ready early um, and make sure I've got everything um, uh, prepared. Um, uh, I'm not one of these people who puts their headphones on and, and uh, sits in the corner, but I do like to have a bit of bit of quiet time. But if anyone comes up to me and asks me a question or anything like that, I'm happy to, to, to uh, be involved and joke around and, and, and things like that. I don't take the, the whole thing too serious. Um, but, uh, but no, it's and – then, and then it's the, the whole, you know, get to the game, go through your, your, your pre-game uh, with the teams, um, you know, have a look at a pitch or two and, and you know, play ball, let's go. Awesome. Going off that, any superstitions? No, no, no. I did used to have them as a player. You know, it was it was always the same the same pair of socks until and, uh, you know and, and you know until they wore right through. Uh, you know, if I, if I in the old days if I, if 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 I got a hit with a certain stance, I'd keep that stance and, and that. But uh, but no, uh, uh, none. None as as an umpire. Uh, the only only thing that that um, I do I do carry my um, uh, a clicker, uh, you know, the softball umpires indicator uh, on big games. Um, that was my dad's. Um, I don't use it. Uh, it just it just 
sits in um, in in my pouch. Um, you know, sort of, uh, you know, keep keep him with me uh, uh, during the game. So, uh, but that's 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 that. So no 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 superstitions. Um, okay. Making getting the calls right is my superstition. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a pretty big one there, forty. It's a pretty big one. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty cool though with a clicker, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. going off that one, even um, any um, who was your mentor or people you look up to in umpiring? Yeah. Um, well, initially, you know, Bill Smith saw something in me, um, but from there it was it was it was Wayne Ginge, uh, Wayne Saunders. Um, uh, he he really um, uh, sort of pushed me forward. But but guys, I I, I you know watch and 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 took advice from um, uh, all all of my umpiring colleagues in, in some ways. But but you know, sort of the primary ones, guys like uh, Wiramu, uh, Wiramu Tamaki, uh, Lance Brown. Um, uh, and TK, who I've travelled with uh, a couple of times, um, you know, he's he's one of the best travelling companion umpires you'll you'll ever have um, for a variety of reasons. Um, I but, hear you, boy, uh, those I guys. Yeah. <laughs> now he's a great umpire <laughs> and, a, and a top dude. Beyond well. the dugout after dark. <laughs> hey, he does listen. <laughs> hey, Pointy, just a couple more, mate. This one's a yeah. big one. Um, how do you go from good to great when it comes to umpiring? I'm guessing not on anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think it's it's yeah. Uh, I'm not great, um, uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I sort of yeah, get I, the the gist of the the the, 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 the question. It's 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 about understanding the game, being a student of the game. Um, uh, obviously knowing the rules, um, uh, uh, and being 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 consistent, being level-headed, um, and uh, you know never taking anything you know too seriously. Uh, like I said before, you know, softball's a game and games are fun. Um, you know, so keep it that way. But um, but you know, don't let the the, the um, situations uh over all you um and uh, keep that level head um be confident uh be strict but not overbearing um uh, when you're when you're umpiring um and uh, be prepared to to accept uh that you're not going to always be right and uh, you know we as umpires, you know, we're our harshest critics um, uh, sometimes. And and so when when you do make mistakes, review it. How can I do better? Um, and make sure you do you go out and be better uh, the next time. So good. That's good advice, Damien. Real good advice. I like the one about you. No, you're not always going to be right. Uh, it's good to to accept and understand that because players do that. Themselves. Oh, absolutely. That Everyone said that yeah. right yeah. from episode one. And the last one, I think we've pretty much covered it, but uh, the toughest call so far or the craziest play that you've been involved with on the diamond? Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's always some, some some crazy ones. We we had actually had a, a bit of a crazy one in the, in the World Cup final. I don't know if you recall, uh, Chopper, um, uh, with the, uh, the ball in the outfield that was... Um, Caught or not caught? Yes. And uh, yeah, and and, uh, and we had different opinions um, coming from the crew uh, as well. So uh, so that uh, that was um, uh, one. We sorted that out. 
uh, we got it right um, uh, ultimately. Uh, so so that was good. Um, you know, there's some crazy stuff happens from time to time. And there's almost even not rules for it. Um, uh, I think there was a game between Denmark and uh, Holland uh, at the World Cup uh, where, the, where the pitcher pitched the ball sideways. Um, and uh, there was uh, all sorts of things, runners running around and <laughs> running into umpires and, and all sorts of things. So, you know, uh, I said, you learn from those. Um, you know, maybe you didn't get it right at the first at the at the first go. We uh, uh, it did, was called correctly in my opinion, but you know you learn from those and and, and put those away in your bank um, uh, for when they they might might happen again. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, but I I don't I don't remember um, you know too many things. I mean, I've, yeah, there's lots of strange plays uh, happen, but uh, how to describe them and, and Re- reinvent them is, is uh, um, can be tricky. Ah, fantastic. Appreciate the answering those questions, Porty. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, Porty. Hey, uh, Porty, one last segment on the show here is an all world selection. Now, because you umpire both men and women, and of course you're going to the Olympics with a woman, you have a choice. Would you like to select on um, uh, on the men's all world? Team or the women's world team, and I'll tell you which uh, positions are available. Uh, I was I was actually thinking of going off script here. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Tell me about yeah. it. You know what? I love yeah. off script. Yeah. 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 Because I, I yeah I don't I don't think I'm really the the sort of person who should be picking players. And and so I, I think this the men's all world team. Yes. Will need a manager. The world need a manager. You read my mind. That was going to come up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and this 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 gentleman um, was a stalwart of, of North Harbour softball, uh, New Zealand softball. Um, unfortunately, he's, he has passed away, but I don't think that's going to prevent him from looking after this particular team. Um, uh, he's held in such high regard that they've named the uh, the diamond at, um, at at Rosedale Park after him. And uh, so, I'd I'd like to to make the manager of the All World Team uh, Don Freeman. What a fantastic solution uh, to that conundrum of whether you go with the men's or the females team and an athlete. Uh, but picking a manager, pretty very clever, and you have picked one of yep. the best to come out of New Zealand and ugly, uh, yep. one of the best uh, to look after our game uh, internationally as well. So the all-world men's selection by Mark Porteous will be Don Freeman, North Harbour's Don Freeman. Perfect. Fantastic indeed. Well, hey, uh, thank you, Porty, mate. We really do appreciate your time. You've been uh, one, a fantastic uh, guest here on Beyond the Dugout. I know you uh, uh, follow the podcast, and I hope you'll enjoy listening to this one on your flight uh, over to uh, over to Japan because it'll, it'll come out just the day before you you fly out. Um, but yep. mate, you've been you've been a you've been a treat. You're a true example of what can be achieved when you set your mind to something. Uh, and uh, you know the big step. I mean, I, I know internationally you you are phenomenal at this point. But one thousand two hundred and forty nine games domestically, dude. That that deserves a salute. No wonder you picked up the two thousand and twenty <laughs> Sopler of the Year award, my mate. That is fantastic. Yeah, no, I'd like to, to thank uh, you, Chopper and Damien. Um, uh, but you know, if if I might, I've got a I've got a few other 
uh, things I'd like to, 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 to say. I just want to, I want to thank my employer, the ANZ, um, uh, who have given me two weeks off, uh, uh, paid leave. Um, unfortunately, I've got to do another two weeks in MIQ when I get back. So <laughs> <laughs> take your laptop. You're working. <laughs> um, uh, Dynasty Sport, um, who've uh, outfitted me, uh, given me, given me some uh, some some gear and, and bags and, uh, and and stuff to take over and, and masks. <laughs> Believe it or not, um, so Jamal at Dynasty, uh, I know he listens as well. Um, uh, Softball New Zealand have been a, a, a great help uh, to me, and and uh, uh, as well and supporting me, and and you know the the fact that they they would even you know go so far as to choose uh, umpires as, as softballers of the year is is you know shows that the uh, they they do. Uh, respect um, uh, what we do do, um, and, uh, and and Trevor and the North Harbour Softball Association uh, for for all their ha- all their help. Um, you know all the umpires that I've ever umpired with uh, have helped me in one way, shape, or form, um, and uh, and and probably all the all the players and coaches um, uh, that I've I've uh, crossed paths with uh, along the way have, have also been a great help. So just you know a huge shout. Out um, uh, to all of them, and I and I and I hope you know a podcast like this will actually have someone thinking, oh, maybe when I stop playing, um, you know, perhaps I could take on umpire like Portie did, and and then end up you know travelling to the twenty twenty eight Olympics. Who knows? Who knows? Took him six years, man, to get international, and is on the cards. Well, Putty, man, as I said, thank you so much, dude, and and thank you for for thanking those people that need to be thanked. Uh, it's really important. Our game is is full of volunteers, are full of great people, uh, and I know that they're all rooting for you. Um, you know, we're just proud of proudest punch that you are going to be representing New Zealand softball uh, at the Olympics. You know, there is no higher level, and uh, just as we were proud of, as you mentioned earlier, Wiremu Tamaki, and he got the gold medal match behind the plate, as you know, in Beijing in 2008, and whether you get that or not, it doesn't matter, dude, you're going to the Olympics, it's it's just, yeah. it's the pinnacle of our sport, you're going to do it, and, uh, and uh, you know, it kind of feels like we're going to do it as well, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Portie, I can't wait to see the, those uh, five rings tattooed on your shoulder, mate, as uh, all Olympians yeah. do afterwards. <laughs> yep. No, that'll be great. Yeah, yeah, there's a plan. And cham- championship rings, we've already ordered ordered the rings. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. I like to remember that don't fall asleep in a debrief with Chopper around the world somewhere, Portia. I might take you to a tattoo parlor. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The young boy from Huntley. Mark Joseph Porteous, as we mentioned, over 1,200 games domestically uh, in New Zealand officiating. Already had a career, which I love. It was a loyal career. I started in the Waikato, finished at North Harbour and with the North Coat, my uh, my club as well. So near and dear to my heart. But 95 matches internationally, five World Cups and an Olympic qualifier. And now he's off to the show. It is Mark Porteous. Thank you so much for joining us here at Beyond the Dugout. Cheers, guys. just cannot imagine being at the Olympics in front of all those people when it really matters the most. The pinnacle of sport for athletes, for nations, 
being the man in charge. Like literally all eyes are on you, aren't they? Um, well, and the pitcher and the catcher and the batter and all that stuff. But yeah, the man with all that responsibility. Um, intense. Intense. I couldn't imagine it. Um, I can't even do it down a club softball and under 11s on a Saturday morning. Um, but if anyone's up for the challenge, if anyone's up to the task, it's our man from Flair Fantasy, Mark Porteous. We've had a good hierarchy or good history of uh, umpire leaders that have done it at the Olympics, Wayne Saunders, Uwurimu Tamaki, uh, and now it's the time of Mark Porteous. Yeah, looking forward to seeing those five rings tattooed on his shoulder in a, in a couple of years. But uh, no, <laughs> Porty, mate, he's, um, he's an absolute champ. Uh, there was a... a, a I love sitting there listening to him and getting to know him a bit more. Yeah. A bit more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you know him a, a, bit, a lot, lot more being North Harbour and North Shore, but um, yeah, I don't. So it was good to get to know the man um, and not just the emails that I get uh, on the fantasy fantasy league every week. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. We never mentioned that, but uh, we're in a, a yeah, fantasy baseball league that uh, Porty is one of the administrators of. Sure uh, is. So there's daily emails and weekly stuff that goes back and forth. And, check. <laughs> um, and I can tell you, I've been in it for a couple of three years yeah. now or something like that. And he is really good, man. If he isn't, make it to the final of the Fantasy League. It goes to a final series. Yeah. Um, he either wins it. He's that good. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'll keep an eye on him. Not afraid to say this year he sucks. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> He's like sick of the last. He is. All tanky. I know is I'm above him, so. That's uh, because he's doing... Thanks for the help, doing, Obviously, he's preoccupied with the Olympics, and so wouldn't... Oh, yeah, so he's got stuff on, yeah, of course. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, dude, normally, we'd announce who next week's guest normally is. Normally, we do. I reckon we could shake it up this week. Should we announce the guest after that? Nah, no, we won't announce that either. <laughs> well, we're so organised. We have been on top of this, but, um, nah. I think we changed nah. it up. Like, yeah. you guess... It's a big one. You know, why should we do it the same every week? We shouldn't. Guess what? It's going to be a surprise. Yeah. And... We're going to interview Chop. It's going to be massive. <laughs> massive. You need to stay tuned to our social media channels this week for the announcement of who the guest is going to be for next week mm. because it is going to be huge. All I can tell and, you... And what we'll do... Yeah. Let's give something away. Should we Should yeah. we give away a stubby holder? Hard out. Okay. So we're going to put a stubby holder up for grabs but well, we want you to not only guess who next week's guest is. Now, we've got some of the who's who of softball already on the show. But I also want to hear who you want on the show. You tell us. Nice. It's been a while since we asked. Yeah. It's been a, a good few months. So let's do another update. Let's get some more, more names on that list. Tell us who you want to hear from. I like it. So the competition is if you can guess... Who the guest is next week, we'll send you out. Should we give them any hints? We'll send you out a free stubby <laughs> holder. Uh, but on the, on the side note, we want you to tell us, uh, give us some, Absolutely. Some, some ideas of which guests you would like to come up soon. Uh, okay. Believe me, we're not struggling for names. We just we just want to hear. Yeah, this is, fun. <laughs> this is fun. I like this. Okay. We definitely give them a hint. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm the worst, man. I want like, you know, when you're an ice spy, I'm like, uh, can I get a letter? Uh, what's the second letter? Yeah. Anyway. So. All I can tell you is based around the Olympics. <laughs> no. And they are massive. 
dun, dun. What do you reckon, people? Who do you reckon? There you go. That'll be next week. Thank you for tuning in here to Beyond the Dugout. It was great to have you along here for Mark Bordius and his story in episode 14. We'll be back with you next Friday, 23rd of July. Drive time. We'll see you all. Stay safe, people. Kakite Ano on behalf of Damien Collins. I'm Jason Gibbs, a.k.a. Chopper. See you later. See you guys. Bye. Be on the dugout, listen up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam Do it for your city, true ballers understand You gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout, listen up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Be on the dugout be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout.